0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And our friend Aaron is joining us again. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Um, we are here to talk about a new movie that we just saw called Black Phone. And Matt's going to tell us
1: what it's about. Yeah, so this was directed by Scott Derrickson, who does have some horror bona fides. Uh, He directed uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose and Sinister. He also directed the first Doctor Strange movie. And he here is directing a film that's an adaptation of a short story written by Joe Hill, who is the son of horror novelist Stephen King. It stars Ethan Hawke as The Grabber, who in 1978 Denver is kidnapping teenage boys and taking them to a soundproof concrete basement and doing terrible things to them. And uh, he eventually, in the film, uh, kidnaps uh, a kid named Finney, who is played by Mason Thames, and we, we follow his travails as he is a captive. Uh, in the in the in the room, uh, he's uh, also got a sister played by Madeline McGraw. Her name is Gwen. Um, she has got a bit of the shine. <laughs> has dreams that sort of give her clues about other boys who have been abducted by the grabber. Um, and then I, I've almost forgotten. There's the titular black phone. So there's a disconnected black phone on the wall in this basement, uh, and it rings. And the voices of dead, the previous, the dead previous victims of the grabber, call it. <laughs> and we're getting a bit into the movie here, but I'll be honest with you, this is all in the trailers, so <laughs> there you have it. Anyway, uh, throwing over to you, Aaron.
2: What do you think? I really liked this movie, and I, I mean, we have sort of had a pseudo discussion before we recorded this. I think I liked it more than you guys did. Uh, but I really like the movie. I'm Well, let, let me back up. I'm a fan of Joe Hill. I'm a fan of uh, his novels and his short stories. I'm a fan of this short story. And I think this is a really well-done adaption. Um, the, the, the film looks great. I think Scott Derrickson does some really cool stuff with the editing. There's some really cool uh, – I mean, without getting spoilery, once the phone calls start, uh, they start doing – each of the phone calls has sort of a different technique taking place that, that uh, it, it works for me. Um, I thought the jump scares were scary. I, you know, it's it's got its flaws. There's obviously some, I what, what would we call it? lazy writing. I think that's what we agree we would call it was lazy writing. It's got a little bit of that, but I think this is one of the best. we're this is one of my. Fa- I, I won't say the best because. Yeah. But of the horror movies that I've seen in the last year, this is one of my favorites that that I've seen so far.
0: I think I, I pretty much agree. It it's a it's a fairly good movie. Um I think it's setting out to keep you in suspense and to scare you now and then, and I was in suspense and I was scared now and then. So I think in that sense it was effective. But um it does have some plot issues, like you said. Um I don't, I I was confused by the whole kind of black phone conceit. I don't know. It was kind of a strange device. I don't know that it was really even needed. Um, but I did like the characters. I like that the movie is told kind of primarily from the point of view of kids. Um, you know, obviously the, uh, the kid who is abducted, but also the sister. And I love the sister as a character. Mm. And I love the, the actress. I thought she did a really good job. Um, yeah so the the fact that it i don't know you know joe hill i guess is stephen king's son like we said um it there it feels kind of stephen king like with the young kids i was thinking of you know the young kids in it maybe um so i i i like that aspect of it i love the setting in the 70s um yeah, so I liked that aspect. Actually, the first 30 minutes before he's even abducted... or dynamite. ...were probably my favorite part <laughs> of the movie. And it's because you get to see their life and get to know these kids and get to know this period, of you know, in the 70s. So I, I, I liked that aspect. Um, yeah, just some dubious choices with the plot, I think, are kind of my big problems.
1: Yeah, the first 30 minutes of this movie were my favorite. Um <laughs> It's set in 1978, but, you know, and I was alive then, I don't remember 1978, but it's it, aspects of it looked very much like the early 80s. Um, this is one of the few movies I've seen that is from an era where I was around, and that actually seems to kind of capture that look and feel. Um, so I, I quite appreciated that. Uh, just as a... I have to say this, because it informs my, I think, viewing of the film, but it's interesting to contrast this era that this movie was set in with the sea of cell phones that were <laughs> aglow around us in the theater. You know, we showed up to the, th- we, we were at the screening and I think we were the oldest people there by like 20 years. I would agree. Yeah. Our our theater was filled with people in their late teens and early twenties. Um, a good half of them at least, if not more, on their cell phones, almost the entire film. Jabbering. Jabbering a lot, talking a lot, people in the back shouting things at the screen or making commentary aloud. Um, getting up and down a lot um, and I mean I, I was I was just like sitting there thinking like, I just think I would have appreciated just watching this movie at home I mean, you know like in the dark you know quiet <laughs> uh, but okay so that said yeah I mean this movie was okay I really think Mason Timms as Finney and Madeline McGraw as Gwen, his sister, they're great. Mm -hmm. Two really good actors. Uh, Look, look to see more from them. Um, I was kind of wondering, you know, this, a lot of this is stuff we discussed before we started recording. Uh, But I was just wondering like why Ethan Hawke was even cast in this. He does a good job, but he has this character has this thing where he doesn't like his face shown. So he's always um, in a mask, pretty much, or has this weird white powder on his face to kind of you know obfuscate what he looks like. And I was just thinking, like, I don't know if I would have maybe liked this a little bit more, like, if, if, as a viewer, this was, like, an actor I wasn't familiar with. But all the time I kept thinking, like, okay, I know it's Ethan Hawke behind this mask, and that's all I kept thinking about. Um, There are things that happen in this movie that are frustrating, like... Like, several times where the Finney character who's held captive, I felt like he could have done this to escape or mess up the Ethan Hawke character, the grabber, or he could have done that to mess him up, or he could have done this other thing. And there's just all these different things that he just kind of passes up uh, and doesn't do, and he's just kind of always following to the letter the instructions that the deceased kids are telling him over the phone. And I kind of agree with you, Ashley. Like, I'm not even sure. And it's odd to say this in a movie titled The Black Phone. But it's, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I kept rewriting this movie in my head. I'm like, I don't know if they needed the black phone as a device. So, you know, the his sister Gwen has, as I said earlier, The Shine. And it's mentioned how her mother had it. And it never at any point even intimates that uh finney has it but part of me was like maybe intimate that he has it too and maybe that's why he's able to hear the kids or get rid of the phone thing and then maybe just have the kids appear to him right or have maybe have him have a a psychic connection to his sister but i'm like i'm not i'm not sure the phone was needed and it sort of felt a little weird I hadn't really thought about that
2: And again we had discussed this before And Until you guys had And it might have been Ashley that brought it up I hadn't really thought about that either And I agree it seems like the movie would have worked better With one or the other and not both Both the sister And her psychic dreams Which are helping her locate where he's at And then the black phone Which is helping him escape from the room That Both are in, they're, the, Having both of those elements is not necessary Mm-hmm. it would work better with just one or the other.
0: Yeah. Right. And there's actually a scene kind of where they come together. Yeah. And it's part of, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So th- in some ways, I think the script is problematic. But in other ways, I think it's pretty good. Also, before this discussion, we were talking about this kind of setups and, and payoffs. Right. Um, well, I, I kind of enjoyed some of those. Yeah, I did too. I, um,
2: this is one of those movies where – and. Uh, without being spoilery. This is one of those movies where every little bitty, tiny thing ends up being important at the ending. But as Matt had pointed out, it's really only important because the script told it to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and, and that's what I was saying before we started recording. We we discussed this a lot before (laughs) we recorded. This is a hard movie to talk
2: about without spoiling. Yeah, it is. But I
1: felt like and this is... I kind of intimated this earlier in this in this podcast when I mentioned, you know, opportunities that were missed, you know, that were frustrating. It, so much of this movie, things that occurred in it occurred because the movie had to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that stood out to me was, okay, so this is... This is 1978. I remember, you know, as a kid in the 80s, there was the whole Stranger Danger thing, right? In fact, there was... You know, I, I tell people I know sometimes the story of how I almost got abducted when I was a kid. Uh, but I mean, I was wise. I, I was, I was still, I think, single digits probably, and I still, I mean, I was keen enough to understand what was trying to go down, so it didn't happen. But like, this is, this is in this context of this story, they're in a community where teenage boys are being abducted, right? They, they got a name for the dude. They call him the grabber. And our, and, our, and our little protagonist, Finney, is a teenage boy in this community. Just walking around. Yeah. And the way he gets abducted, I'm like, come on, man. You know, I mean, it's, it, it, and to be clear, if this were to happen in real life, I'm not at all blaming the victim here. You know I mean? I'm not going to blame the kid that gets abducted. But in the context of a movie, a little fictionalized story here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I, the way, the way, the way that they had his abduction scene occur. I mean, I'm just sitting there like, well, come on. And, dude. And we're all the same age that era of the early eighties
2: growing up. I mean, th- there was a, na- there was a national panic. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, it, it was so prevalent. The idea of keeping kids safe and kids knowing what to do. And so that nobody gets kidnapped. And you know, it was, it was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. And then, yeah. So here we are a movie taking place in the same era in a neighborhood where 15 year old kids are being kidnapped and there's nary a parent in sight while all the 15 year old kids are just wandering around. <laughs> it's a, that's a little odd.
0: Well, I, I wondered if they said it in 78, maybe a little before the, the panic. Yeah. Because that's you true. Know, maybe they just weren't as, you know, prepared for this kind of thing as we might be
1: today. Well, I guess maybe, but by the point that Finney gets abducted, yeah. there's already been five kids that have been abducted, yeah, know, yeah. and including, he knows even knew friends, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, and that's the other thing too. You part of you, I mean part of part of me wants to say, well, you know, they're just there kids, and yes, except one thing. I also noticed when this movie was was happening was the kids were older than I thought they were going to be. I thought these were going to be like kids. I thought kids. so too. These were like. Teenagers. These were like mid-teens teenagers, <laughs> um, and violent too. That's, that's, <laughs> another, that's another thing. We, Now we didn't talk about this before we recorded, but you know, I'm someone who, when I in my school years, I got bullied a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I got picked on, whatever. But it was never like this. No. I never witnessed the kind of violence. That was being perpetrated the, by the beatdowns. Yeah, yeah. beatdowns, blood. Yeah, I mean, like viciousness. Yeah, and and that's the other thing about this movie. And I think this is something, and part of it I can't get into because it's it's a bit spoilery. But this movie has a really nasty streak in it. It's it, it, about the violence that it portrays in various mm-hmm. situations, to the point where even when it happened to like a character that I wanted it to happen to, I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like it, it, yeah. Yeah. See, I, I,
2: I with that said, I didn't find the movie. I, I didn't find the movie to be excessively violent.
1: It wasn't like there was violence all the time. Right. But the, the parts of the movie were the violent it punctu- it, it was yeah. punctuated with violence. Yeah. I, I would agree it, with it that. Was, it's, it was, it was intense.
2: It's pretty intense then. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that.
1: Um, so I don't know I mean uh, uh, Sure it, Yeah And there were some nice Needle drops in here You know Some some music of the era I'll, I'll be honest with you Like I could tell That it was old music But it was not something stuff I really remembered I don't know if you Recognize any of the uh, tunes you, you guys didn't see me
2: Hitting my knee During the The, 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 the pinball the, the song they were playing During the pinball sequence Yeah I know what was up uh, Montrose <laughs> I I, Yeah, I don't know What that is Montrose was uh, Sammy Hagar He was their original
0: singer Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I recognize some of the songs, but <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell you what they were or who did them. But okay. Yeah, uh, and actually the the score was, was interesting. The The score over the opening credits I found to be very unsettling. Yeah, it was. I agree. I wish I there had been a little more of that. Yeah, actually. the opening credits were actually really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. I like mm. Mark Corvin did the score. Yeah, you know, you're right. It was unsettling. Cinematography was by uh, Brett uh, Jutkowitz. Again, I think this movie looked good, mm-hmm. particularly that first, you know, half hour, a lot of good shots, a lot of good framing uh, of the, of the you know, just kind of making you feel like, okay, this is, you know, oh, this is the late 70s, yeah. you know. I
2: love the framing of the phone calls, the way, the way that mm-hmm. they set that up, mm-hmm. he would be on the phone and then you would, you know, he would see one of the, uh, one of the spirits and the camera would like move to shift it. And I love the framing of the phone calls. I thought they did a really nice job with that.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, you know. And and this is something else we talked about before recording. But I saw this. I saw the trailers, and it, it shows a lot, right, about what the movie's about. And I mean, in in, in my intro to this, I talked a lot about. You know, I, I didn't give you anything that wasn't in the spo- in the in the trailers. But again, it's like I get it. Like, if, if all you tell people about this movie is what's in the first half hour, that's not really enough to hook someone, mm-hmm. right? But then when you start telling him, like, well, okay, like, he gets kidnapped and he's in the soundproof basement and then there's a black phone where he hears the voices of dead kids that this guy has <laughs> murdered, that's kind of a movie, right? I mean, and so I didn't personally feel a lot of suspense because, I don't know, I, I could see a mile away where this movie was headed and there's at yeah. least two genuine jump scares, at least two. Yeah. That I, Yeah, there's
0: jump scares, but yeah. I actually felt quite a bit of suspense, even though you're right. Looking back at the movie, there was really nothing in it yeah. that, that wasn't in the trailer. It's kind of disappointing in that regard. Mm-hmm. But at the time I, I definitely felt some suspense because I did care about the characters.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and I just have to say this again too, because it, again, it informed my viewing experience, but There were like a lot of parents in this, in our screening that like parents who brought their kids, kids. We were standing
2: in line to get our tickets taken by the usher and well, the ticket booth was there and the theater that we were going into was right behind the ticket booth and the guy was taking tickets and he's like,
1: right through there, right through there. (laughs) And I was like, those are little children going into that (laughs) theater. I'm just curious what the conversation was like back at these people's houses. It was just like, all right, children, come on, let's go see the movie where... A guy kidnaps kids and murders them. <laughs> I'm like, well, how does that work? You know? Um, then on the way home, so what do you think about the movie, Billy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I, I don't know. I can't imagine taking my kids to see this movie. I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it's not the first time I've seen kids in a movie that, I mean, you know, and I say as a as a childless person, but it's not the first time I've seen. Kids in a movie that I would not have taken my kid to if I had kids. And sure, it won't be the last. (laughs) Um, So, out of 10, what would you give this, Aaron? I give it an eight. Ashley. Seven. Okay. I give it a five. So, our score is a six point, I'll say a six point seven. And it's on Tomato Meter. Has 83% certified fresh from critics and uh, currently a uh, 92% from audiences. Right. So that's the black phone. It's a 6.7 from us. And uh, thank you all for listening. And beware of strangers.